1: Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Phil Nation Show. Season 16 is here, and we are happy to provide this podcast once again freely to you. If you're interested in sponsoring or buying ad space on this podcast, hit me up in the contact section of the blog post, or you can find me on Twitter at CashWithFlash, Whatever you need to do to find us, I'll provide all the stats from Blueberry, and we can get started. Michael Noonan's here. We're going to kick it off right. Talk a little football. What's happening, dude?
0: I'm just glad to be back,
1: Phil. Yeah, me too, huh? Uh, Been I feel a long like time? A, I feel like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest.
0: Well, you basically are.
1: <laughs> yep, but I'm kicking ass still. I haven't let it beat me yet. For those of you out of the loop, I uh, tore my plantar fasciitis in May, I guess. No, I'm sorry. That was April. And, of course, stubborn me walked around on the walking boot, showing a couple kids something, snapped my Achilles. Lovely, lovely time. My goal is to walk or at least stand up by Christmas Day. I'm hoping for that. It's going to take a year. Tennis is probably finished now for me at my age. But I'm happy to be bringing this show back, man. And we got so much to talk about, Michael. So much to talk about. We got about 10 days before the season begins. I'm looking forward to this NFL season more than you could possibly know. Uh,
0: It'll be nice to have the distraction back.
1: Gosh, you ain't kidding. You know, the preseason doesn't do it for me. It usually throws off my handicap. I stopped watching it a couple of years ago and it turned things around for me. But uh, you know what? Sports betting and, and, and playing fantasy sports or daily fantasy or any of those things requires gathering information. And I thought we'd start out by talking about some of the ways we can gather information freely to benefit us, whether it's a sports betting contest your sports pool at the bar, your box, square box at the bar, or daily fantasy, fantasy sports, or just to become a better fan. Go ahead, Michael, start.
0: So, you can't cover 32 teams. Nope. So, I focus on uh, my favorite team, which is the Minnesota Vikings, which shows that I too am a glutton for punishment. Right. And everything starts for me with the beat writers from Minnesota. Um, I I read the local papers online, even though I'm in Oregon and I'm very big on sports Twitter. Um, I follow all the beat writers on Twitter, plus all the national guys, and I think that is the fundamentally the first place where you start. The beat writers are going to know more, usually, than anybody else does.
1: Yeah, that's my first go to. I talk about it in my books. Um, you know, I, I was benefited greatly by living with my grandparents. My grandmother was a librarian. So when I started my reading journey, I migrated towards sports, obviously, and grandma would get me anything I wanted, whether it was a magazine, because she got it from the library. You know, She would buy the local newspapers from like New York, Los Angeles, and all these things, and maybe it was a couple days late, but I learned valuable lessons from reading those gentlemen and ladies. Back then, I guess there weren't too many ladies. Now, there seems to be a lot more, and good, because... There's some damn good lady reporters out there. Boy, the girl from the Cleveland Browns, Mary Jo Cabot. Is that her name? She's fantastic. But beat writers are where I go first.
0: I was about to bring her up. Yeah, I mean, she's basically an icon now. Oh, yeah. And uh, well-earned. Yep. Uh, But I remember when I was a kid, if you wanted to follow a team that was out of market. And if you live in Oregon, everything is, um, you waited every week for Thursday when the sporting news showed up and football digest, there was no real sports talk at the time. There was obviously no Twitter, uh, and it was really hard to, to follow along. And we just are, we have this insane amount of riches now. But you can also waste a lot of time. Uh, The biggest time waster for me is a lot of fan based podcasts. I don't listen to a lot of those.
1: Yeah. You know what? They're everywhere. I remember when we started way, way, way back. I know you remember that because you've been on this entire journey or almost every second of it, actually. You know, so, but. I remember there were hardly anyone doing podcasts. Hardly anyone. I was actually, This Week in Tennis is how everything started. It was a radio show. Then this became a radio show at Armed Forces Network. And then when that they changed their format, this became strictly a podcast. But there were very few. And now they are just too many. It's so easy to do one, too. I mean, when I started, I had to learn how to use, for example, Adobe Audition. I had to make all my own stuff but because I had gotten a job in radio and Corfu, I paid attention and learned. And I had great people to help me. But now all you have to do is hit a button and voila! You have a podcast. Whether it's any good or not is irrelevant. And you know, it used to be the litmus test, Michael, for a successful podcast was to have a hundred listens. Um, Now it's about twenty-five because there's so many. But I don't listen to podcasts as a rule anymore. I just don't have time. But if I am going to listen to one, I usually listen to the guys from Chicago, Mike North and uh, the Bark, I guess it's the barkeeper, whatever it is. He, he posted over on North to North on Twitter. And it's fantastic because these are old radio pros. You know, they have experience. They may be Chicago based, but they're not like homers, if you will. And that's important. You want to stay away from the homers. The homers are never going to tell you anything that matters. In fact, the beat writers will tell you more than anyone else. Because like you said, they're in the locker rooms. They know what's happening. And they probably report about a third of what they know. But they can become an invaluable resource. You know, years ago when I did the show, Michael... It was all about beat writers. You had to be a beat writer to get on. The only one that didn't was you, and you had something special we were trying to do to rescue someone, and I I just said, let's use my platform. So that's it, though. I don't pay attention to those podcasts. Which podcasts do you listen to, if you do?
0: So a lot of the Viking um, beat writers have podcasts. There are people that used to work in radio with the Vikings and have their own podcast. And though they're, they're actually pretty good. Um, obviously you're going to listen to Schefter, people like that, but most of what they have to say, you're already going to be able to pull off a of Twitter. And for me, being informed means I'm following the right people on Twitter and you're seeing stuff happen in real time. It's like I'm watching this morning to see who the Vikings are going to cut. Uh, this is going to be a pretty intense period for Minnesota because this is a team with no depth. So you're looking at who they cut, who they might pick up that other people cut. And all of that is basically going to be on your fingertips at Twitter. If you're following the right people.
1: That's exactly right.
0: There's an interesting new development that I don't know what you think about it. um, But NFL plus now it's not free it's going to be like nine ninety nine dollars a month or something like that but you can watch the coaches tape you can watch uh, replays of the games uh, I think that's going to be a pretty valuable addition if you're really into uh, either gambling or fantasy sports uh, it'll be really interesting to be able to watch the coaches tape
1: oh yeah I watch the coaches presses um, I probably won't subscribe because, you know, if you're following the beat writers, a lot of times they'll uh give a link to that appearance from that coach and their pressers and the players' pressers. You know, you're not going to get a whole lot from the players, but sometimes the coaches do tip their hand, and, you know, this those are gonna, great benefits. This
0: is going to be the actual game tape that the coaches take apart.
1: Oh, right. Okay. I had not known that. I, I'm sorry. I'm I've been kind of preoccupied, kind of getting everything together. I haven't noticed. I'm going to have to check that out. That's something different, listening to them talk about game tape. That would be very interesting to do because it's more, I think for me, it's more beneficial to listen to a professional who knows about the sport when they're breaking down film as opposed to maybe some fan who uh, maybe doesn't understand all the nuances. You know, That's not to say that fans don't, but I'm not taking a chance. My time is too valuable. Exactly.
0: It really is. And th- those are th- going to be the places where I look to for most of my information. You follow the right people on Twitter. Uh, you'll be able to look at the game tape for yourself. Because a lot, especially with. Uh, I, I, I don't listen to other markets' broadcasters, but the Vikings' broadcasters are complete homers.
1: <laughs> oh, go figure, huh? Uh, just
0: kind of over the top homers, um, there, there's never a problem, you know, uh, and you'll be able to see, you know, Bradbury get pushed back into cousin's lap for yourself. You'll be able to watch and see what's working and what isn't working. And I think that's going to be valuable.
1: Oh, okay. You know what? I'll have to check that out and see what it says. You know, also a lot of folks like to follow, um, You know, content providers and read their work. And I read content providers only because I'm a content provider. And when I have a preview, I like to see what others are saying. So I come up with something different. Something that they're not talking about. Something that will actually give someone an edge, hopefully. Um, But the one thing that I stay away from are content providers who receive their paycheck from a sports book I don't pay any attention to these folks whatsoever
0: so you are a gambling professional
1: no I I I don't do it for a living because I right now I can't afford it I have um, extreme bills
0: (laughs) but you understand and are able to instruct people on how to participate if they want to
1: absolutely yeah absolutely I feel like I can and you know what? I've also been recognized as such. I, I provide content for covers um, as a freelancer. That's big time. I'm proud of that. That's a, that's a, that's the number one place. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. They're the best. Um, but yeah, I I am careful. It covers, you know, doesn't have any uh, sports book uh, leanings, if you will, and or. They're not deriving their major amount of income from that. All these content providers have affiliate deals with sportsbooks where if you click the link, they get a percentage and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm talking about content providers who are paid to offer picks and betting advice while being paid by the sportsbook and especially the sportsbooks who ban or limit sports bettors. It's only logical that why would they hire these people to beat them if they could.
0: So if someone wants to get involved in this, and, and millions of people are brand new into sports betting, because it's now all of a sudden legal in all these places. Most people don't have time to go through all of these content providers to find out who's good and who isn't. So I've known you for I don't know how many years. We're, we're both getting old.
1: um since 2007
0: and i trust you i know you i've seen your work you've always published your work so obviously i want to direct people to if that's something you're interested in watch phil listen to phil who else give like two others maybe
1: okay i'm gonna give you a couple websites to visit Because I know these people and I've written for them in the past and I understand their philosophy, if you will. Covers is, uh, to me, it's not because I'm a freelancer there. It's always been the top. Um, When I did get the gig as a freelancer, I learned why. And one of those reasons is they expect you to um, know what you're talking about. That's the main thing. So Covers, they have so much uh, free content over there, it's sick. That's one. Winners and Winers is another one. Um, their content is very similar to what Covers does. The difference is, is you might get previews written two days before the game when a baseball game is like happening that time when the two teams are playing because that's their format. But they have strict guidelines as well of what you should be putting in, these, in the content. Statsalt is another one. Statsalt.com, I like that one too. Um, those are the ones I look at. At you know what else I you know who else I look? I go over to Action Network. I like you know what they do over there. And oh, the Athletic, I really enjoy the football coverage at the Athletic, and I like the guys who do the weekly picks, where they just give you know a little paragraph of why they like the team and move on. You know it's meant for entertainment. But they sometimes drop a nugget or two that are actually going to give you an edge. So that's my list.
0: There you go. That was worth listening to the podcast for. I,
1: that's where I would go. And all those sites are free. No one's going to charge you anything. And you'll get great content because they have solid editors, solid management who know what they expect. Who are These guys are also a lot of cases sports betters themselves so you know they know what they want and they expect you to deliver that you know no frills no spills just break out the game give your best thoughts on the game when you're but when you're also you have to remember too is the line movements a lot of times what happens is a guy will publish a piece say for example i publish a piece today on the green bay minnesota game now if you've been watching Or, I'm sorry, let's use the Buffalo Bills and the Rams better. This is better. That line started with Buffalo plus one. Now it's at minus two and a half. If you wrote a preview for that game on May 14th, that number's no good anymore. You have to be careful about that. I don't pay too much attention to their picks because, you know, not everyone who writes for these sites are sports bettors. Some of them are sports writers who... You know, are trying to supplement their income. And there's quite a bit of money in the sports betting sphere if you get in the right spot. Bottom line is you have to be careful. Just look for nuggets. Look for information. You know, maybe you want to read their pick to bounce it off what you already think is going to happen as a way of judging it. And then after you do that, what you want to do is tail those people or I should say track those people, I'm sorry. Write down all their picks for a month. And if they're hitting 55% or better, then maybe you want to play their picks. But if they're not, just stick to their content.
0: So once you have all of that content and you're in a pretty good groove in terms of where you get your information and who you're listening to, what sports books are you suggesting?
1: That I'm avoiding?
0: No, that you're suggesting.
1: Oh, I don't. I, you know what? I, I I would say because of all the online limiting and the, uh, I guess they call it scrolling where or spinning. Maybe that's what the term they use now. Where you try to make a bet online and then it just spins and spins and spins and it kicks it back out with a different number. I don't like that stuff. That's hard. Um, if you re- there's, a, there's very few sports books out there, Michael, who give you a fair shake. Circus Sports in Las Vegas is one. They're in a couple of states now. Um, South Point is another. Jimmy Vaccaro is a guy I've been familiar with for shit since I was 18. So, I mean, there are good ones. The best ones... How do I put this? I would suggest what you do is you're looking for – you should probably open a few. You're going to get probably limited. I think it's better to just talk about the ones I would avoid, Michael.
0: So most of us nationwide are going to be going maybe with draft kings.
1: No, don't go there.
0: They're the ones that are obviously the most well-financed. So tell us about DraftKings.
1: DraftKings limits or bans winning sports betters. They are also the owner of VSIN Network. Now, I don't listen to VSIN, but that's my own personal preference. I mean, they have good hosts and good guests, great guests sometimes, who give you some nuggets. But what you want to do with those guys is just Google their names and put whatever name and put tout next to it and go find out where their records are because they don't post them. And and that brings me to the point I want to make today. If your content provider doesn't have a third party or individual content provider doesn't offer third party validation or uh, tracking, i probably stay away from them. You know, it used to be enough to have a spreadsheet. But those things can be edited and doctored. Betstamp doesn't allow you to do any of those things. Once you hit in, you're in. Once you hit submit, you're in. Once you hit track, you're in. And you can't erase that, take it away, whatever. So I would definitely lean toward, if I'm taking pics from these guys and gals, I would probably want to know where they're being tracked so I can see for myself what's happening. Because that's the only real way to know. And... You
0: watch the most of this on Betstamp. I'm taking it.
1: Yeah, I usually go to Betstamp, and I look for if I'm going to look for picks, which I don't need to because I can make my own, and I think I've done okay at it. But if I were looking for picks and and pick sellers, for example, I would probably I would go to Betstamp and look and see who has the greater ROI over a long term, over a year or so. Um, that's the best way. That really is. I mean, they have guys over there who are just recreation betters. also. The other thing you can do is they do track some media people. These media people, these aren't willing. They're not willing. They just do it anyway as a service, and you can see where they, they stand. But at the end of the day, now it's all about tracking and validation and, and, and not trusting anyone because it's hard to because you can alter betting slips You can alter all kinds. Obviously, you can alter a spreadsheet, and you can delete tweets. We know that happens. So I would be very, very careful. Um, I vet all my guests very well. I've only had one instance where I've had to uh, delete a podcast because the person turned out to be a louse. And that ain't too bad over 1,700 shows.
0: That's pretty darn good right there.
1: I would think so, but that's what I would do. Um, and that's not a disparagement against these folks who work for sports books and provide picks. Everyone has to earn a living, but as long as you understand what it is that they do, and understand also that a lot of these folks do give you nuggets, just the pick isn't. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense to me. And that's what I would do. Um, I would definitely, definitely do some serious investigating. 'Cause this is your money at the end of the day. And I know folks like Jason Robbins at DraftKings. He thinks it's all entertainment. You know, he doesn't want you to win. Bar stool's the same way. FanDuel's the same way. Uh, who else is what's, oh, BetMGM who's affiliated with Yahoo Sports is the same. You know, all of them limit betters. They don't want winners. So why would they so why would they hire one to give out picks? <laughs> right? Doesn't isn't that logic?
0: Makes perfect sense to me, yeah. but you know, every every year, there's more and more people coming online, whether it's recreational or otherwise, to get involved with sports gambling. It, you know, every year there's new states that are legalizing it, and it's a minefield. Sure and is. you've got all of these different people on Twitter claiming that they are either uh, great touts or they are watchdogs or whatever. It's like, go with people that have a track record, go with somebody that you, I mean, like I say, Phil's been online for 17 years. We've been doing this forever. Um, And he's right up front, right out there. And he'll tell you what he thinks. And he'll tell you what he thinks about some of the other ones. You've never been someone that said that, w- that went out of their way to disparage someone else unless you thought they were doing people harm.
1: Yeah. And we've been and working together a long time. I mean, and a lot of, in a couple different genres too.
0: Yes. So if you're one of those people that's brand new to this, uh, I highly recommend listening to what Phil has to say and follow him on, on Twitter and on his website. and, the, the The thing that will happen is is at least you'll be protected from yourself
1: <laughs> usually, you know usually um but uh, and I appreciate those words, thank you. but uh at the end of the day, you just want to be wise, you know you want to use some logic. One of the things I learned very early on in sports betting is you always want to go with what's most likely to happen. and uh, when you're following some of these touts. And that's a perjurative, by the way. If somebody refers you to you as a tout, that's not a nice thing. Um, the end of the day. And, and again, these content providers, these celebrity ones, they're not touts. They're not selling anything other than their content or their looks or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. At, I mean, earning is earning. But that doesn't mean you want to play their picks because again, logic will tell you if someone is willing to throw out a winning better, why would they hire somebody who's a winning better to give out picks and to pay them for it too? It just doesn't make sense. Let's shoot over to something else now. Um pick sellers real quick. Be wise with that too, because whatever you invest a month, whatever that is, let's say for example it's three hundred and fifty dollars a month, there's one there's a lot of them over on Vegas Insider. Selling them for 350 bucks a month. Make sure you're aware of their track record. Make it third party independent track record. None of this spreadsheet nonsense. Third party. If they don't have that, forget them. That's the first thing. The second thing that you really want to make sure about is that if they're charging you 350 bucks, remember something. You're gonna to need to win four hundred or three hundred and fifty dollars. Just to break even. And if they had a bad month, you lost. If they broke even, or if they won one or two units on a month, which sometimes that's a miracle in and of itself for anyone, because this ain't easy, you lost. <laughs> you lost money, so take that into consideration too. All right, Michael, let's get into the football, will we? Okay. Which three I'm teams ready. are you looking forward to this year? Are you looking forward to three teams to watch? Because I have three.
0: So I will always watch Minnesota. Yep. Um, Always expecting the worst and usually getting it. So um, that's my primary focus. It's always going to be on the Vikings. The other two teams that I'm interested in watching Miami. Yeah, me too. Um, New coach. Lots of firepower. Can Tua actually quarterback that team? I'm just desperately curious oh, I because am uh, I, I've never thought that he was going to be a starting caliber quarterback. Uh, new coach, new everything, lots of firepower, going to be fun to watch, um, I think. Even if it's a train wreck, it'll be fun to watch. Right. Past that, there's maybe San Francisco. Um, San Francisco's a very interesting team to me. Uh, They have a very good defense. They have this kid that they gave up the world for, a quarterback. And it's just going to be interesting to see how all of the moves they've made in prior years finally turn out. And this year is going to be kind of the proof of the pudding for uh, how they've managed the draft and the trades and everything else. Uh, so that, that's those are probably the three that I'll be most interested in.
1: You know, I'm looking forward to the Lions this season. You know, I love the way Dan Campbell had them compete. And though I have not seen any of the Hard Knocks episodes. I do have... HBO and I could but that kind of stuff ruins my handicap so I leave it be it's like watching preseason football for me now I'll watch them all once the season starts because I'm a Lions fan so that's the first thing I want to see how much or how or if they're able to continue that uh competitiveness throughout a football game and throughout a long season because I think it's going to be a long season I'm looking forward to the Miami Dolphins for all the same reasons that you are. I also have the same uh, question marks regarding uh, Tua Tagovailoa, and you know what? Truthfully, I find what they did, they being the Miami Dolphins, disgusting when they they fix games. There's no doubt about it. I don't care what anybody says. I don't give a crap what Roger Goodall says. You know he's he's employed by 32 or 31 rich white folks who ain't going to get rid of the Dolphins people for any reason whatsoever. So those are the two teams I'm interested in. I want to see if they fix any games this year. And the third team? Hmm, I I think the third team for me is going to be the Raiders. I want to see if the Las Vegas Raiders can shake some of the demons they have. And I'd like to see that team really do well. I would. I just do. I like, I I just, I feel like Derek Carr is underrated. And I feel like the Devontae Adams acquisition is going to make a huge difference. You know, I know he's had some wideouts in the past, Amari Cooper and others, but no one like this. Not a single human being on the planet plays football the way Devontae Adams plays. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. I'm looking forward to the Buffalo Rams game. And let me give you a little bit of betting information before Michael and I have a chat here. Buffalo, I think I mentioned this earlier on the pod. Buffalo opened as a plus one point underdog on the road. That number has been beaten to death. It looks like a ping pong match going back and forth. They are now a two and a half point away favorites. What do you like about this one, Michael? it's
0: I want to know about Matt Stafford's arm. Me too. Yeah. If that's actually an issue, uh, that, that, that makes things really interesting in that division. I, I, I think Buffalo is a really good team. Obviously. Um, I, I would think that they are probably a two point favorite. Um, Would I bet this game? Probably not, but I like how Buffalo looks. I I like the coaching staff. I like a lot of the moves they made, except the last one with this punter. And we'll see if that causes some problems. I I just think Buffalo is a better team. And I think L.A. is going to be in for – regression this year let's put it that way
1: okay that that's that's fair enough um when you say the punter what did you mean by that so we clarify this so you don't get killed
0: oh they had a a punter that they were exulting over that is being sued for sexual assault and so they said that uh there's some question about when they knew about this problem let's put it that way they just released him uh, and there's some there's some good punters on the market right now. Minnesota just released a good punter uh, so that's not going to be an issue. The issue is going to be how much scrutiny the organization comes under because they employed this guy
1: yeah maybe I don't know I always i I've always adopted the side of innocent until proven guilty i've also adopted the mantra of civil suit first then criminal i don't usually go for that i I saw i did watch uh a couple lawyers debating this and uh if it's true they should all go to prison They really should if it's true they should all go to prison but if it's not how does he regain his life That's a fact, but that's
0: the way that our society works now.
1: Yeah, guilty and by Twitter. Honestly,
0: yeah. the, the whole thing for me is is I don't want I don't want to deal with this kind of crap. Okay. Right. Well, things in life are hard enough. I want football to be football and distraction and controversy free for the most part. If we're gonna have controversies, let it be over a pass interference call not the employment of a rapist or an alleged rapist or wife beater or whatever is going on. Um, the one thing I would say, you know, getting back to our content creator thing mm-hmm. and who we follow, the minute, the second that you interject some sort of political opinion into your work, I unfollow you. I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want that in sports i want it outside if i want to deal with cultural and societal issues i'll go over there and do that but i don't want to do it with my sports
1: well there you go i i I get involved in that sometimes but then this this actually this show started off as a political show if you remember so i kind of dabble in it i don't know you know what at the end of the day That's going to be a distraction for this game because you know for a fact that they're going to be asked repeatedly, what about this thing? What about this thing? What about this thing? And football teams don't like distractions, Michael. That's the one thing. You mentioned new additions for Buffalo. Let's give them a couple. Case Keenum, backup quarterback, continuing their tradition of having outstanding backup quarterbacks. I think he'll be great in a backup role for Buffalo. Jamison Crowder, the wideout from formerly of the Jets, Vaughn Miller. Then they picked up left guard Roger Saffold and defensive tackle Tim Settle and defensive end Shaq Lawson. That's a big number, but they have returned nine starters on the offense. They were fifth in total yards, third in points, first in total yards allowed, first in points per game, 13th in giveaways. And third in takeaways. And and the one thing that I picked up this week is that Buffalo is tinkering around with the situation because, you know, if Stephon Diggs gets hurt, they have to replace him somehow. And they're tinkering around right now with Isaiah McKenzie lining up in the slot instead of Jamison Crowder. And if something happens to Stephon Diggs, they move McKenzie outside and bring... uh Jamison Crowder into the slot which is not a bad thing for them and they have a quarterback Josh Allen that can take care of business now the Rams though you know they didn't do a whole lot did they Uh, they had a tough offseason they didn't manage to do much they did however bring in wide receiver Allen Robinson that's a big pickup I think
0: Um, that could be be a very big pickup oh yeah
1: I think he's had a problem in Chicago the last couple seasons. You know, when Mitch Trubisky was throwing to him, he didn't do so bad. But, you know, when you have a quarterback who misses you by 20 feet, um, man, that makes it tough. But uh, the thing about the Rams, Michael, is they had pedestrian regular season stats last year, if you think about it. They were ninth in offensive yards, total offensive yards. They were eighth in points. 17th in defensive yards allowed, 18th in giveaways, and 10th in takeaways. Basically, they just outscored you. But I think the Rams are going to really miss Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe he comes back and plays with him still. But this Robinson pickup is going to be fantastic. You can't expect Cooper Cup to have another year like he did last year, especially with the concerns that you mentioned earlier about Stafford and the throwing arm. That's the big one. That's the that, big one.
0: If he's fine, the Rams are fine. If he's not, have a good evening.
1: Okay, as far as the pick goes, I'm not making any. I'm gonna watch this game. I'm gonna enjoy this game with my leg in the air recovering from another grueling two hour session of rehab. But uh here's what I'm gonna tell you. My friend the legendary fats. He's one of the He's been on his show a few times. He'll be here soon, too. He drilled this in my head until it's like I can't get it out, and that's scary. He said, Never, ever lay three and a half or seven and a half points, and never take two and a half or six and a half because it's too easy to get beat by the key number of seven and three. So, what you want to do is for me. When that game moved up to two and a half, I left it be. I know guys that I respect who are taking that. I can't do it because Fats will beat me up, and I can't afford this right now. I only have one leg, and he's massive, so I can't. I can't escape my friend if he decides to crack my head open for doing something Great. stupid. You see, that's the other thing that we have here is we have professional sports betters like Tony Capone, Tony C, from Sports Management. And we also have Fats, and those guys have been instrumental in any question that I need answered. So for me, I'm leaving it be the total is 52 points, I think. And I'll probably leave that alone also and just watch the game and enjoy real football again. You know, hopefully nothing stupid happens, so we can just watch the game and enjoy the game for the sport itself. And hopefully if we made any wagers, we can win. There you go. Green Bay, Minnesota. You knew I had to bring that one up. Because because Michael's going to be here every other week. I'm not going to do the show every day because I can't um, right now. It's difficult to sit in a chair. But I can survive for a couple hours a week, and that's a good thing. But we have Green Bay, Minnesota. The Packers opened as two-point away favorites. That number is still two in most places. I don't think it's moved anywhere, to be honest. What do we like about this one?
0: So this one, I, I'll be watching, not uh, not betting on. I don't think we have any idea right now how good, bad, or indifferent the Vikings are going to be. Uh, you've got new general manager, new coach. Unfortunately, you've got the same old quarterback. Uh, Vikings Twitter's kind of changed this year. It's, it's very much more um, enthusiastic about Kirk Cousins. I'm not. This is a team that still has problems where it had problems last year, which was the center and right guard. Hopefully they've got a new right guard, maybe. They have not upgraded the center position, which is where they got killed last year because Cousins was always getting pressure right up the middle in his face and couldn't do anything with it. Green Bay lost Devontae Adams. Big loss. But I think one of the things that's been overlooked over the last couple of years is Matt LaFleur is a damn good coach. And we don't know what kind of coach Kevin O'Connell is going to be. We we don't know anything about this team right now. Uh, they didn't play any of the stars in preseason, so preseason just looked awful. I if I were betting, easily take Green Bay, give the points, because I don't I don't think we're going to know much about how good or bad Minnesota is for 2 months probably.
1: I like it. I I am probably going to stay away from this one also. Um maybe it's a, we still got a a ways to go here. Uh, one of the things that I would think for Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers is talking about his psychedelic trips in the in the off season. Hey, whatever, I know guys in sports that do all kinds of silly things to do whatever they think it is that gets them ready and God bless them. But I hope on one of those psychedelic trips, he met someone who could help him grow wings because the only way he's going to throw the number of touchdowns that he has in the past is if he not only throws the ball, but flies down there to catch it as well. You know, he's complained and he's complained throughout the preseason in practices that these guys drop a lot of balls. You know, he doesn't have DeVonte Adams. The other thing that I was thinking is you know, Minnesota or I'm sorry, Green Bay in the LaFleur era and I echo your sentiments about him. I think hell he won over Aaron Rodgers for most part. That's that's pretty big. That's a pretty big ask to win over Aaron Rodgers, I would think. But you know, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers taking snaps in the preseason, not in games. He's left them out. They are 2-1 in those games. However, they did get smoked by the New Orleans Saints in Game 1 last year on the road. And he doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore. He's got receivers on the wings and in the slot that he doesn't probably trust very much. So I don't know what's going to happen there. It should be very interesting. As far as the numbers go, let's talk about Green. Look at uh, let's say with Green Bay, since I'm talking about receivers, they brought in Sammy Watkins. Now I thought when he entered the NFL he was going to be something, and he was for a minute, but then he got hurt. And when you start injuring your legs and you're a speed demon, life does not help much. That does, I should say that doesn't help much. Life kind of sucks when you can't. Get that quick burst that you're so used to having. Um they also you know, they drafted well in the second round Christian Watson. He's one. Um they drafted a defensive lineman, Devontae White. They drafted another linebacker in the first round, Quarry Walker, and then they signed Rasul Douglas. And the reason they did all these things is because they were ninth in yards allowed and fourteenth in points allowed, and They were first in the league in giveaways, but they were eighth in the league in takeaways. That's probably how they covered so many spreads last year in the regular season. But they have to show me something at the wide receiver one spot before I ever back that football team. And you're Minnesota Vikings, so I have balance to Michael's Eeyore. I'm going to be like Winnie the Pooh here.
0: Go for it! I
1: will. You know what? They did a nice job. I love this at Ingram kid. Uh, Chris Reed is another offensive guard they signed. Defensive lineman Harrison Phillips, linebacker Jordan Hicks, linebacker Zadarius Smith. Then they drafted uh, Andrew Booth in the second round. He's a cornerback. And they drafted in the first round a safety, Louis Sene. I think it's Sene or Seen. Is it Seen? Seen. Bravo, thank you. And they have a brand new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, who I think might end up being pretty good. But their numbers last year, 12th in total yards of offense, 14th in points. And here's why they had fixed or added all those defensive players. 29th in total yards allowed. They sucked. 20, <laughs> 23rd in points allowed. They were first in giveaways, though, it tied with uh, Green Bay, so Cousins wasn't so bad, and they didn't fumble so much. Only when they did, it was magnified because it usually cost them. And they were 13th in takeaways. I don't know, Michael. I can't bet this game, but I'm liking some of the things that I've been reading about Minnesota. I like the 3-4 scheme. I love their wideouts. Jefferson, Thielen, and Osborne. I love those guys. Those guys are going to eat all season long because Cousins, they say, is, is... Better than he's ever been, healthier than he's ever been, as if we've never heard any of those things before.
0: The same story. (laughs) Same story. He's a 500 quarterback. That's what he is. That's what he always will be. Do we have some outstanding people in certain places? Yes. Justin Jefferson is wondrous. I love Justin Jefferson. Uh, Thielen's getting a little bit long in the tooth, but he's still very productive. Osborne has turned out to be a very good wide receiver three. Uh, I like the pickup of Zidarius Smith, mainly because he used to just terrify us. Right. Um, But this is a team that's changing from 4-3 to a 3-4, totally new defensive coordinators. Everything's new across the board. You've got some of the older guys mixed in. And let's, let's just say the starting 22 is okay with some very good players mixed in among them. However, as huh. soon as anybody gets, there's nobody behind them. Right.
1: That's important to note. That is very important to note. But what we're looking at is opening day. And we have optimism, or at least I do, um, I think it's going to be a great season, Michael. Thanks for being here, brother. Thanks for coming here and helping me kickstart this show for another year.
0: It's always good to talk to you. Good to be back. And it's going to be a great year. It's I think wonderful. so, too.
1: Hey, uh, tell us, tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter.
0: So my Twitter account is at sports in Oregon, because the name I wanted was already taken by somebody with two followers. Wow! So, at, at Sports in Oregon, I've got Rogie Vashon as my uh, picture. It's all good. And just starting to put it together. So, come on and follow.
1: Yeah, Rogie Vashon. I remember one night, you and I spent about two hours on texting back and forth about the great goaltenders we've seen in our lifetime.
0: Vashon will always be he will always my be. favorite.
1: Why not? Oh. Um, I would have to go with right now the current New York Rangers goaltender,
0: Igor Shesterkin. He's good.
1: He's, He's great. Good. You,
0: you know forget- what I want
1: this year? I want the Kings oh. and the Rangers to play another Stanley Cup so you and I can have fun for seven, two weeks.
0: Oh, that would just be
1: brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the last time they did it?
0: Yes, I do. I And it was so hard for me to hide my glee.
1: Well, that's okay, you know what? I was just—I'm always happy with my fandom when my teams do well. I mean, I—I don't—I'm not really—I don't consider myself a fan anymore. I collect my hats, as you know. I have my little jerseys. I like to wear. But this sports betting thing, you know, it's hard to be a fan and a sports better at the same time. But that's Michael Noonan, right there, folks, and that's going to wrap it up for today's Phil Nason show. We'll be here a couple times a week. And as I start to be able to sit in the chair longer, more times. You can find U.S. Open. We'll do a U.S. Open podcast again on Wednesday with Craig over at This Week in Tennis. You can find my tennis picks at Sports Market Edge. All the links to everything that I do is in my Twitter handle, at CashWithFlash. I have a link tree there, and you can check out everything, including my validated picks, John Murgis will be here towards the end of the week, and we will be talking college football. Until then, y'all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.